This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. So you were there in the last days. Yes. Um, including when there was a bombing there. Yeah, that was um, that was a hard day. We were getting ready to actually leave that position. We were handing it over to a, an army unit, and that bombing happened to happen that day. Um, and so my guys were, uh, of the 13 killed, 10 were mine. Um, those were men that I had known personally, uh, and most of them were Golf Company. Uh, Golf Company was, was based in Jordan, and so when I was in Jordan, when I did my battlefield rotations, uh, we do what we call MWR uh, trips, which is basically like, hey, you're in another country, let's get you something of a field trip, maybe something cultural, you know, try different food. So that way they're not just sitting there on a U.S. military base mm-hmm. in another country and not like, hey, were you in Jordan? Yeah, but I didn't actually see Jordan, you know. And so what I did is I took them uh, to the baptismal site. Uh, I took them to the um, to the baptism site of our Lord on the Jordanian side. And then we would go to uh, the Dead Sea afterwards. Oh, excuse me. Then they would have a choice like, hey, are you really itching for like American food? Because we can find a place. Or do you want to try something a little more Jordanian? Um, so just see, and they kind of split. Some groups mm-hmm. were like, oh my gosh, I need a burger. Another one's like, you know what? I want to try something a little different. Um, so it was cool to kind of see which group mm. picked what. Uh, and then we would go to the Dead Sea, which is kind of novel. And then they would, you know, they would get into the water. And of course the buoyancy is all off and the salt content and these crystals forming right in the sand. So mm. it's, it's a really unique place in the world. But um, you'd see them come alive for different reasons. You get to see a, their faith really kind of come out for some of the Marines or just the interest in faith for those that might not have had a faith life. Cause it's the Holy land has a way of just kind of reaching you. Cause it's not just this story or uh, not to downplay scripture at all, kind of important in my life and within the life of the church, it is the word of God, <laughs> but to actually like, this is, he was here 2000 years ago. Like these, these are the waters you sanctified by your presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be, it's very powerful for them. And uh, it's incredible. It facilitates that transformation of character when I talk about much better than any way I, mm-hmm. I could possibly plan. And they're coming back and they're talking about it. And it's because it was a long car ride each day. We're, we're going back to back trips and it was probably round trip eight hours. Mm. And I probably went to the river about nine or 10 different times uh, with these groups. You couldn't take big, the Jordanians didn't want us traveling in big caravans or anything like that. And uh, to see, to get to know the guys in golf like that. And um, I was down at the gate uh, just checking on the guys. Um, and there's some stuff in the water that there might be, there might be the attempt of an attack. Uh, but the gates, the gates had to stay open to get Americans through and, um, other, other, uh, allied, uh, refugees, uh, to continue to be processed. And I just, I saw that everything was secured and the guys were doing their stuff. Like they don't, I would come down and check on them, see if anyone was kind of wavering. And you could see it. Like there's a couple of times where you got to pull, like, because the sergeants and the in the in the um and the lieutenants would have to keep their guys on the line, so they had to stay there. But they're like, "Hey, chaps, can you talk to that one?" And you you pull them aside and try to get their mind right for a bit. And sometimes they just needed a break, mm-hmm. or sometimes there's like they're struggling with a moral question. And so you you do what you could there, and didn't see any of that. So I started to rotate back away from Abbey Gate to get to the north side, where. A lot of our guys were staying, um, and uh, I got a message uh, on my phone because um, you're, you're back in reception. Uh, there's some some internet capability, 
And it was actually from an army chaplain of like, hey, mass cash, get to medical now. And um, mass cash is a mass casualty. It's where um, the amount, it doesn't mean that a casualty doesn't mean death. It means that there's injury or someone was um, debilitated in such a way. And mass means it goes beyond our means to handle at its current state. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, there's been an attack. Like I knew immediately. And I thought I had heard something before of the actual explosion going off. Um, but with so many pops and sounds, like you wouldn't think anything of it. Uh, and I had just left there half an hour beforehand uh, from that spot of, of where the detonation occurred uh, in that area. And uh, so we, I'm with my RP, who's kind of like my secretary and bodyguard, because as a chaplain, I don't carry a weapon. Um, I threw my, uh, my flak and Kevlar on, so armored up and everything, went outside, and it was just everybody was out then because uh, the north side of the, of the airport was pretty secured, so people were a little more relaxed, um, not always in their armor all the time, um, no, nowhere near as frantic as the gates, but now everyone's armored up. Everyone, everyone has a weapon in hand. Um, tactical vehicles are moving everywhere. Uh, helicopters are just running through the sky of different makes. You had, my goodness, you had Hueys and, and Chinooks and um, the whole place. It was like kicking a hornet's nest. Uh, and so I went to medical and the place was just absolute chaos. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was intense. Um, the, the, even though there are different Marine units there, our guys were wearing, like right now I'm in a woodland pattern. We were wearing desert pattern in what were called frogs. So this part isn't like the full canvas. It's kind of a mesh. Mm -hmm. It's a much more comfortable. Um, and it doesn't have our name tapes on it or anything like that. And, uh, I kept seeing desert frogs coming up and I'm like, oh, it's all of our guys. Uh, so I, like I knew the majority was uh two, one second battalion first Marines. I knew they were my, my guys. So it's, um, when I had come up, I saw chaplain Fisher. She's the one who, who had texted me. She was with the 82nd airborne. So she messaged me and, uh, she was just like, Hey father, we like, let's just get to work. That's all she really kind of said something to that effect. I don't recall the exact words. And I knew I was coming up on a triage point. Uh, cause you can just kind of knowing how medical, uh, we had done drills before, and I didn't know what part of the triage point. Um, and I saw one of my Marines uh, and his eyes were open. And so uh, it's first first pocket on my flak armor is my last rights kit. So I opened it up and I'm like, okay, let's let's start checking tags and, and seeing. So I'm like, hey, I'm here, man. And I, in working in the seminary, being assigned to like the ICU and the hospice, um, it's an unfortunate part of the ministry, but it, it, it can also be very, um, very powerful to see God work, but it's that it's that end of life ministry, and you know, like perhaps you might be able to relate, Father, like by physical touch, you can kind of tell mm -hmm. death is present there. Um, and as soon as I had, I had touched him, I'm like, oh, geez, and that's that's when it kind of occurred to me of the how intense the situation was that not they weren't in the, some of my guys were already dead, uh, and so I, you know, you know, when in doubt, you anoint. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started to, uh, that the point of the point of triage I had came up on was what we call black. Uh, cause you know, you have the green, yellow, red, and black, I mean, there's different colors. Black is like the, it's, it's they're they're either they're in the process of passing or they've already died. Uh, so I'd come up, come up upon the makeshift morgue and see some of the bodies, uh, they're having difficulty identifying them. So I was helping with that. Uh, and you're, you're doing last rites as you can. Um, you, you don't always have access, uh, or it's, um, 
or it'd be difficult to anoint due to the injury, that part of the body. And so you just, you, you, you know, a, a hand, a foot, um, uh, whatever, whatever presents itself and then moved into the, um, the medical center proper and just the, the chaos there, uh, just, you're hearing Swedish and French and, uh, the Americans and the Brits and all these medical staff communicating as best that they can. And they're doing incredible work because we had a whole shock trauma team that was there. And, um, the foreign doctors were, were incredibly competent. Uh, they saved, they saved a lot of people, but doing what they can with not just Americans, but like the, the Afghan refugees. Cause, um, we had 13 killed and 17 wounded, I believe. Uh, but of the Afghan, it had to be, it had to be close to 200, mm. uh, injured from that. Uh, I have no, I, I I don't know how many actually passed uh, yeah. of that number, but I imagine it was um, something close to 100. Uh, but they're working on everybody. And I'm trying to find uh, who I can, who I can recognize. And you're bouncing around. The medical staff starts kind of learning that you're there. Because um, I've made myself known to them before. Because uh, being a, a naval officer with the Marines, who else is naval that works with the Marines? It's medical. There are no Marine medics. They're, they're naval corpsmen. They're sailors. They're in the Navy. And there's no Marine doctors. They're Navy officers mm. that are assigned to the Marine Corps. And so there's a kind of Navy connection there. And uh, so they, they recognized me and that kind of stuff. And they can help direct you. And the other chaplain, uh, Colonel Fisher, she was helping me as well. Uh, her chaplain's assistant and my RP, they were coordinating. Because you just, at that point, in the, like once, what we would say, once everything kind of hits the fan, that's when you, you just start, you start moving. Mm. You just start acting. Um, and... Uh, I was very thankful for that for that uh, cooperation because one of our guys uh, was passing, um, and they were like, "Hey, we have a Catholic. He's actively passing, and he's off to the side. Like, can you come anoint him?" I'm like, of course, I can come anoint him. Um, so broke off from from what I was doing, um, and uh, oh, I remember where I was at that point. Uh, There's a our stable wounded. I had found them, and uh, Major Suffin was there. Uh, Doc Hollingsworth, he was there. Uh, he had, he had taken a, a ball bearing through the cheek. Um, he was very lucky. It stopped somewhere, I think, within his neck. Uh, major stuff and tall guy, but um, yeah, I think he got it in his ankle and his arm. Um, and he was, he, you know, he was he was a he was a good bastion of strength. He was just like, chaps, just look after the guys, look after the guys. And I don't know if it was all the wonderful um, drugs that they had given him, but because <laughs> I encountered a couple of guys that were. They were they were doing all right, because um, <laughs> uh, just just with um, with the sedatives and the painkillers, and uh, you know I was thankful for that. Uh, but I, I broke away from that, and um, and saw him. It was one of my and he was expectant. There wasn't anything they could do for him because uh, he was he was right at the edge of the blast, um, and there was nobody else there from Second Battalion, and uh, and so I I did the anointing, um, gave him his last rites. Um, went went through the prayers of the dead uh, for you know, it's that section you don't mm -hmm. you, which are beautiful but you don't always have the opportunity to use all the time mm -hmm. and it just it just felt that someone from for him as a Catholic um, and also as being a member of his battalion I didn't want him to die without having someone from his battalion with him mm. and also to have a priest with him. Father Dan Schwartz um, uh, has been with us. <laughs> Until next time, peace and all good. 
a Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.